What's up, Champagne Sharks? This is T. Go to Twitter, the uh, handle at Champagne Sharks. Go to patreon.com forward slash Champagne Sharks. Become a subscriber for $5 a month. You get double the episodes. You get access to the Discord voice and chat server. Always a good time. Always fun. Talk to other like-minded fans. And you also get previews of the coming guests. And you get a chance to uh, pose your questions to them. So you get to have your questions asked to the guests, which is pretty cool, I think. And we have with us Mario. What's going on, everybody? <clears throat> it's Mario. I've been kind of out of dodge for a minute, but I'm back. Ready to get into it, man. What's going on? Oh, you can catch yeah, me at Mario- Mills 79 on Twitter. Yeah, Mario wants people to miss him, so he's <laughs> tries to stay away for a little while. Get people's appetite going, then he just pops back in. Yeah, I need the love, man. I need the love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Have you been following the election stuff? I feel like people want to hear election stuff. Um, it, you uh, know what? The elections I, I, I are hitting have this. Been, but what's that? I was going to say the election is hitting the phase where uh, you can't not hear it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so now I'm kind of tuning into it now just because we're in that phase of things where Everything that the candidates say, do, is getting reported on 24-7. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, before that, I was kind of in and out of it. I wasn't really paying much attention. But now, as we get closer to the to the uh, primary, I'm like, okay, now let's start checking some stuff out. Oh, excuse me. And it Something does help about- that there's not four dozen candidates, too. So that helps. Uh, you, know, you know something a lot of people don't... I kind of didn't know this, but um, a lot of countries have pretty short election cycles, like months to weeks sometimes, even for major elections. Like um, America has an unnaturally long election cycle. I don't know why it's so long. Like I, I just always took it as normal. But when you hear about how long other countries' um, elections go, it's it makes you realize like, like wow, why is it? Uh... And I think that's why I think that burnt out so fast. Because you think about it, like doesn't it feel like it's been going on forever? Or, like you get so it's drained nice and you realize it's not even... Uh, the primary yet? Remember I told you, man, when we when we had the thing with Trump, it's like Trump gets elected in 2016 and then boom, we're right back into the political machine again. It's like there's no break. It's just ongoing. It's perpetual. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like... There was this article. Uh, there was an article in 2016 called American Elections, How Long is Too Long? And it came out in October, like the month before the election. And listen, listen to this. Um, it says... By one measure, the U.S. presidential campaign will be 597 days old by Election Day in November. That's 14,328 hours. Um, for those unaccustomed to CNN's countdown clock, parents who were rocking a newborn when, ter- when Ted Cruz declared his candidacy are now running after a toddler. In this time frame, Emma Roller reckons in New York Times, we could have hosted approximately four Mexican elections, seven Canadian elections, 14 British elections, 14 Australian elections or 41 French elections. So like it's like 41, 41. times. Uh, Shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I was researching other countries. They they just like say, hey, it's time to have an election. They just <laughs> keep it pushing. Like and <laughs> right. it's over. Yeah. So uh, I mean, when you hear that, it's no wonder ours is like a total media circus. It's a show. It's it's you get that impression. You know, you definitely get the impression that it's as much American idol as it is. <laughs> As it is politics, you know, um, there's a lot of theatrics. The cameras are constantly rolling. They do things that remember um, who was um, what was the guy's name? Paul Ryan. Remember that thing that happened with him where he was on the campaign trail when he was running with the, was he who was he running with Romney? I think it was back uh, in the day. Um, he was what as like a running mate or something. Right. Yeah. 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 When he was the, was he Mitt Romney's running mate? I think he was. Gosh, um, I have a terrible memory. You know about what? That's that kind stuff. of funny. I, I totally Romney was such a non-entity in my head. Right. He was so like <laughs> uh, Wonder Bread that I literally forget who his running mate was. Isn't that crazy? I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Palin. I can remember. Um, I'm pretty remember, sure like, it was all types Paul of running Ryan. mates. Dan Quayle. I mean, of, of yeah. people. Who, why can't I, I think? I'm trying to think of people who lost. Who was? Yeah, because if it was well, Sarah Palin, was with McCain. So yeah, it was. It was Paul Ryan. But, yeah, um, and. So, so, so it, it was Paul Ryan? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Paul yeah, Ryan. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at it right yeah. here. I yeah. totally forgot that. Because that yeah. election was, uh, Mitt Romney was just like steamrolled over. Right. He got crushed. 
But I remember um, talking about the theatrics of it. I remember um, he was on the road with his family or something, and they stopped by the soup kitchen to try and help serve homeless people. And when they went in there, they had already had everything cleaned up and everything, right? But he was like, well, let's just, we're going to just do stuff anyway, you know? So they, oh, oh, they, got they the get photo clean. Yeah, they get clean dishes and act like they're washing clean dishes <laughs> for the cameras and oh, shit. That's it's just like, man, come on, man. Oh, man. This, this is, I mean, now they're doing this thing where they're focusing on the, uh, the Bernie bros and talking about like in the, in the debates, that's nothing. There's way too many debates. Like, like, come on, just, just throw them in a steel cage at this point. Just let me just beat the shit out of each other. Just, yeah, just get it over with. The debates are relatively, what do you learn in the debates? You know what I'm saying? Like you don't really get any new information in the debates. The debates are just for who comes out with the soundbite of the night. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty much. Yeah. What, uh, it's like WWE, you know, who can run a good promo. That's pretty much what all of these debates come into. So I just, I don't even really pay attention to the debates anymore. Like I said, this whole, the whole thing is just about theatrics, man. The the rallies are oh. theatrical. The debates are theatrical. They play the soundbite like Elizabeth Warren the other night going in on Mike Bloomberg. That's all everybody was talking about coming out of that thing. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, it's just, it's just bullshit, man. I don't know where you go to get any type of substantive policy discussions from these people, but it certainly doesn't happen in the debates and really doesn't happen on the campaign trail. So I guess you have to talk to their surrogates to get in-depth policies from some of these people. Or or their um, web pages. Like I told myself I'm going to uh, start looking at people's web pages to see because, you know, people have their stuff on the web pages, but uh, also... Some of their accounts are not bad, but it's my only problem with a lot of these web pages. Like, like Elizabeth Warren's web page is just really messy. Like, go to elizabethwarren.com. Yeah, that see. thing is just—it's—it's it's just not a nice web page. It's—it's it's, like I literally don't want to navigate it, and I just look at it. Mm-hmm. And something her I don't website, like about her web page. Her web page looks like a an old MySpace page. Kind of. Uh, yeah, we go elizabethwarren.com. It's way too, too many big graphics. It's it's um oh man yeah this is nasty yeah it's a nasty page it's and it has and it seems to be really made for people who are already for her so it starts off with telling you telling you to give her your email address and where to volunteer and canvas and call and it's like yeah, I don't even know if I like you ladies slow your roll like tell me, tell me what you're about yeah before this you a- can even continue to the website um they have a new <laughs> announcement goal up there for you yeah to everywhere everywhere you go. The donation thing pops up. <laughs> I went to the then plans continue, part. Then continue, right? Then you have to hit yeah. continue to elizabethwarren.com after you. Damn, yeah, I clicked that, and it's another donate thing here. And yeah, for somebody who has so many millennials on site, or, or maybe this is why. Like, like she has these young people who are just making like flashy sites, and they're not even like functional. Uh, so here's what it says on her webpage: End Washington corruption. That's one of her featured plans. Tackling the climate crisis head on. My plan to cancel student loan debt on day one of the presidency. Is that even possible? Can you just do it on day Wait, one? Wait, okay. Don't you need to run it by? Right. Before you go into that, though, where do you go to get that? Where do you? Oh, uh, <laughs> because I clicked. Oh, yeah. It's it's confusing as hell. Um, But on the top, you have to go to the very top bar. It's not this is plans. It says meet Elizabeth. Oh, there it is. Okay. I see. Events. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it's not very intuitive. I had to go like up and down and left and right. Honestly, if you weren't on air and then, you know, I knew people were listening, so I had to say something, I would have probably just given up. Okay. I was getting ready to read it, but then, you know, the big announcement goal. Let me let me take a picture of this so we, we can put a, uh, maybe put it in a graphic when we post this episode so people can see. Yeah, that, that thing is very intrusive. Right? They really want you to pay some money to their um, account. You know, it's, like like this is every very <laughs> yeah so i like i clicked on plans and boom before i can read the plans they're hitting me up again you know it's like damn yeah like on every page they um hit you up okay so uh, you said okay you were saying in washington corruption tackling climate crisis head on my plan to cancel student loan debt on day one of my presidency okay I will, uh, I will direct, I will direct the secretary of education to use their authority to begin to compromise. Uh, the word compromise I already don't like, and modify federal student loans consistent 
with my plan to cancel up to fifty million, the fifty thousand in debt for ninety five percent of student loan borrowers. Can you imagine if you're at five percent? I got a feeling I'm probably at five percent because that's just mm. my luck. But, mm-hmm. but fifty thousand, that's not really that much. No, um, I mean, I guess I give it to Bernie whether he can do it or not. He's promising big. <laughs> He's just like like, like listen to everybody. <laughs> Big, small, whatever. Yeah. And I, I don't like her leading off with the word compromise. Because I think you got to start big. And that's you can do something. Then, like, okay, we got to compromise. Like, when you come out announcing uh, we're going to compromise, that's like going to Vegas and saying you're trying to break even. Like, like that's uh-huh. an advice, like, this guy told me, like, old gambler. Uh, I was going to Atlantic City. I was talking about, yeah, you know, I just hope not to lose money. He goes, oh, you're going to lose money then. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, you don't go to break even. You know, because the way you're going to play, you're going to lose. You have to go to win. Right. And then you, uh, if you fuck up, you break even. But he's like, I can't really tell you, you're going you're gonna to lose. I thought that was like really good advice. And exactly. It makes me think of this page. Like, like Don't let them know right reassuring. off the dribble that you're going to compromise. I mean, <laughs> yes. you're already weakening your own position once they know. Yeah, exactly. You're... Like, like it, you seem not very uh, confident to me in, in that. I don't, I don't know. See, now, if I'm a voter, right, let's say I'm a complete noob and I don't know anything about politics or anything, and I come to her website, I go to ElizabethWarren.com. The first thing I see is them hitting me up for uh, <laughs> for money. So let's say, boom, I click past that. Then I go to, I'm trying to find her plans. I click plans. I manage to find that. I click it. And then they're hitting me up again with a huge infograph. Like, just a, <laughs> it's yeah, not it's subtle really at all. It's like, <laughs> and, and, it, and, it cre- and it slides in. That's what I like about it. I like I just it slides like it's in. It's real, real creepy like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it slides in, but it ends up taking up like half your screen by the time it's finished the right. slide. So it's that, like a, that's the it's best like, part. Like, <laughs> It's like a website equivalent of sliding in the DM. Like if you could have a, ver- a visual of <laughs> sliding in the DMs, that's what it would look like. <laughs> Some of these goals, like one of these goals is get rid of the electoral college. Does she? Does that, I, I feel like that's going to backfire on them. Get rid of the electoral college. Damn. I think their idea is that it helps Democrats because uh, you know blue blue cities tend to have a high population, and they think they're going to win those all the time. So I mm. think maybe that's their idea. Because the idea of the electoral college is that it gives keeps like um, big states and big cities from dominating uh, the results. And I guess some people think that gives Democrats, sorry, not Democrats, Republicans. Oh, 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 oh no, they feel like the electoral college gives Republicans an un, an unfair advantage because whereas a lot of Republicans think. A popular vote system would give Democrats an unfair advantage because of uh, mm. New York, L.A., all all the big cities that are uh, in blue states. So yeah, I mean, I think it's a very bold yeah. claim that she's going to get rid of the electoral college. It, I mean, that's going to present its own know. set of problems if you get rid of the electoral college and just go with a, a straight up and down popular vote. I think it was you and we were having this conversation not that long ago about the state of California and how a lot of people think that it's just this sea of blue in the state of California when in actuality, man, it's like say maybe 35, 36% of the state of California is deep red. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to say that's a plurality, but it certainly is a significant percentage of people that uh, are diehard conservatives. And so I don't know, maybe that, I don't know how that would work out. I guess California would kind of still, it wouldn't really affect California one way or another, right? I mean. Well, one thing that happens, right, is that counties, I think, are different than, you know, the population, as in, you might have some place where geography-wise, three quarters three quarters of it is red. That one quarter that's blue is so densely populated that right. it ends up having more people then all the rest of the geography combined. combined so maybe yes. that's what happens. Uh, demographics end up working out in a way that it plays into the favor. Outweighs it. But what I think too is maybe she doesn't even really plan to do this. And what I mean by that is so many people are mad that Hillary won popular vote, you know, lots of electoral college. I think that might have happened before. Did um Gore? Yeah. And this is idea that whether it's true or not, a lot of Democrats believe that the popular vote is something that will uh help them like like al gore in 2016 gave a speech at a so kind of new york times conference saying he supports the elimination of electoral college so you know but by him saying that makes me think uh that must be how we how we lost uh-huh. that he's still talking about it in 2016 so what i think is if she puts that on her 
page and her platform, a lot of Democrats will be like, oh, my God, because a lot of mainstream Democrats, all they care about is winning. And you can see yeah. it by the fact that they actually want Bloomberg uh, over Trump. Like, it makes a difference. Like, you can tell they uh, just want a W in, in that column. So, yeah. yeah, maybe that's our hope that a lot of people will just choose her over people they might agree with more ideologically because they get seduced by the idea of Democrats just crushing it for elections to come. And then, because that's another thing we have to keep in mind. Just because she promises it doesn't mean she has any plans to actually do it. I think every politician only has... Anything. Yeah, they could promise the, the world and they, they only have so much political capital that they could spend on any one big overhauling project. Like when you look at Barack Obama during his first term, he spent the majority of his political capital on um, Obamacare, right? So he didn't really push any other agendas outside of that. And so... You know, if any, in, with George H.W. Bush, it, not George, with uh, George W., it was, what, the, the war on terror, right? Iraq and all that stuff. He put a ton of political capital into, you know, fooling everybody into going over there into Iraq. And then he didn't have anything left after that was over with, you know? So I don't know if she really wants to, if she, let's say she's the presumptive nominee and then she somehow wins, I don't think that she'd spend that much political capital on trying to redo the the electoral process because you got to look at it like this. That's going to present its own set of problems. I don't know who's been studying this thing to see what the potential uh, consequences of switching over from an electoral college to a more popular vote type of deal. And I don't like anything that comes out of an emotional reaction because they have this same emotional reaction every time a Democrat loses an election. They go to see. That's why we should win the. We, we should we get rid of the electoral college and just go to a popular vote. You should never react out of emotion like that. You know what I mean? Just take the yeah. time and study it and and really see if it's a, a necessary change or just do the work that needs to be done so that you can win more elections. How about that? I know that's uh, too much to sure, ask. For but. sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Listen, to, listen to this one. She wants all this stuff about getting rid of lobbyists and strengthening congressional. I mean, it sounds good, but they always promise this stuff. But yeah. those people have the money. It's it's really hard to uh, like. One thing I think helps Bernie Sanders pr- able to promise this stuff is he's got an army of small donors. Like mm-hmm. he's a money making machine, and he just gets like his average donation is like sixteen dollars or something like that. Mm. I think it's more plausible for him to say this stuff, but a lot of these people get their money from like uh, big donors. I'm mm. not sure exactly what her donors are, but well, she's got a ton of I money coming in. All of a sudden, I know that. Looking at the website, they their goal was ten million dollars, and now they want to hit twelve million. She's trying to capitalize on her little soundbite from the other day. So yeah, she did really saying. good in that. She did really good in that debate. I mean, what is doing good in the debate now? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is what is it? Is it literally just soundbite of the night? Like, if you walk yeah, away I think from it's basically it with like it's basically like like ESPN highlight reels. You know, like like mm-hmm. um, one thing with sports, sports have an objective way to win. So you have all the best highlight reels in the world, but you know, if you didn't right. score more points than the opponent, you know, you what lose. does it really get you? But mm-hmm. uh, with with politics, like I think I think nowadays a soundbite actually is is the win. Like you know, right. Like, uh, it's like sports if the point was to generate the most highlight reels. That, that's what I debate. It was just that's like the that, uh, What's that lady that uh, had that great soundbite against Pamela Harris? Kamala Harris. I say Pamela Harris. Kamala Harris. Oh, when they were oh debating uh, Tulsi Detroit. Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, she had her moment and then she got a, a slight, I guess, bump from that. And then it went back down to a normal level. It's just like. And so now everybody's going for that. You know, I just, I don't know. It's I'm, I'm unenthused. Listen to her racial justice plan. The first thing is a fair and welcoming immigration system. So just put it right up front. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> yeah, that's just, <laughs> that's just kind of funny, man. Number like, one. The top priority has been like, uh, I mean, the number one abused group is black people from the beginning, which just leads up with, uh, <laughs> right off the dribble. Come second. System. Uh, uh, honoring and empowering tribal nations and indigenous people. I mean, those are her people. She's, she's got to take care of her people. Uh, she, she is Native American. Uh, I'm being sarcastic for anybody. Holy shit. Look, dude. What's wow. That? You're not. I, I just managed to get over it. 
Yeah, this is like a fair and welcoming immigration system, honoring and empowering tribal nations and indigenous peoples, a working agenda for Asian Americans, Native Hawaiians, and Pacific Islanders. Yeah, 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 Asian Americans, Native Hawaiians, and Pacific Islanders. Hold on, I haven't gotten there yet, but I bet you she's gonna say black women before black people. If, if when she finally mentions, she's gonna mention black women and black trans. Before nope, that. you're wrong. No. No. Nope. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> you got, All right, maybe I was we, wrong. Did she say black people? She just oh said no, she didn't. And... I I I I got to it. I saw what she said. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh no, but it doesn't count. Entrepreneurs of color. It is working agenda for Black America. Okay. There you so go. you know yeah. what? I was wrong. She said Black America. Let's see. Let's Let me see click what... on that. Yeah. 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 You have to click on it to see. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, we get a paragraph. Is this even? A... Oh, okay. It's further down. You gotta. But I bet before. you within this, uh, that's where she's gonna. Uh, focus on so she said she said a plan for black a working agenda for black america so i think under this is where it's gonna focus on black women black lgbtq i they said police brutality i don't see police brutality mass incarceration housing plan just criminal justice reform i guess that counts see but i don't like calling criminal justice reform like a black male thing because then there's a lot of black men who aren't in prison You, you know what i'm saying like it does disproportionately affect black men, like uh, prison mm. and stuff. But if you're not in prison or not headed to prison, then Ain't you know shit for black you, men buddy. need something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. The last one that she but, said on day one of my administration, I will use executive authority to start closing the pay gap between women of color and everyone else because it's about time we fully value the work of women of color. So she's mm. going to use some executive action. Um, to uh why not just some... why not just the payback the pay gap between black men and i mean i'm sorry not the pay gap between between black people and everyone else because it's not like black men are well one of the things that they say is say that black men are supposedly making more than black women but they're all behind white women that's first of all mm-hmm. other groups but on top of that when they calculate that they leave out the incarcerated men there's a whole swath swath of incarcerated men who make like what do you make in prison? It's like a dollar a day. It's nothing ridiculous. Yeah, some pennies. Pennies on the day. Yeah, man. it's pennies really low what men in prison make, but they don't count that what black men make. So it's so it's um it's kind of a skewed. It's a skewed yeah, it thing. is skewed. Yeah. And I've always heard yeah. different different information about who makes more money now between black men and black women. I'm not so certain. It seems like I hear one group, one study says one thing and then another study says something else. So, you know, I'm kind of Well, one of the problems is the methodology because some people just go by who's free and, you know, in the, and who's counted. But Mm -hmm. there's something like, I think New York Times had this story. There's like millions of disappeared black men. Like just nobody knows who they, who, where they are. Like, like they've become functionally invisible. People know it's because they're homeless. People don't know if it's because they're dead. People don't know why, but there's um, an epidemic of missing black men. Okay, here it goes. Uh, New York Times, it was um, April 20th, 2015. 1.5 million missing um, black men. And I'll I'll send you the link. Yeah, so I, I just sent it. But I'll just read the early part of it. It says, for every 100 black women not in jail, there are only 83 black men. The remaining men... 1.5 1.5 million of them are, in a sense, missing. Among cities with sizable black populations, the largest single gap is in Ferguson, Missouri. There's Ooh. 40 missing black men for every 100 black women. Mm. Uh, North Charleston, South Carolina, has a gap larger than 75% of cities, where 25 missing black men for every 100 women. So um, the average is 17%. So 17 black men missing for, per 100 black women, but it gets as high as 40 uh, missing black men per 100 black women. In and Ferguson. Some places it's 20, 25. But um, this gap, driven mostly by incarceration and early deaths, barely exists among whites. But I'm sure also there's probably some homeless uh, mm-hmm. people too. It's probably because black homeless black men is a big population and they're probably off the grid. They're not collecting anything, um, going to the DMV or, you know, whatever. So what about the pay of all the homeless black men? You know, it's, 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 so some people complain that the studies are just taking like the black men who are not in jail, who have, uh, survived the cut, you know, they're not in jail. They're, in, they're, they're not homeless or not disappeared. They're n- not taken out by early death. That if you include, all these other uncounted black men, whether it's because of incarceration, early death, just opted out of the system. Um, 
and things like that, that it becomes uh, different. The money that people make in prison, uh, weighing that in. It's mm. um, like, like this is weird thing. And Elizabeth Warren's really into it. Uh, she really leans into it. This idea that black men are like quasi-privileged and it's time to stop catering to them and, and pick up everyone else. She's, she's, She's got an inter- she's got an inter- intersectional brain trust. If you we're going to talk about it in a later um episode cuz I'm gathering like all the names and everything, but they're like all in. She's she's got a whole bunch of these kind of intersectional people and they're running her Twitter account even. Like, even the, even the tweets are like really weird. They have the ally and indu- that white ally industrial complex type kept sound. Uh-huh. Are they sassy? <laughs> <laughs> Our tweets getting um, sassier. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty sassy. They're, 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 but also, they say right. Let me let me show you. Hold on, I'm gonna give you an example. Like like I I saw this and I'm like, oh, get the fuck out of here. One thing is happening, right? They're getting all the people like like Jamila Lemieux has been getting hired to go to um small events in different states, like in Texas and all these places to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speak at HBCUs. The guy who did the Black Panther challenge is basically hired as a, as a surrogate. Like, uh, like you know, people call them social justice warriors. Yeah. And like, I decided we should start calling them social justice influencers because that's mm-hmm. you know, because a, a lot, lot of people of... don't want to say social justice warriors because the right wing says that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think influencers is a more accurate term anyway. So she's been like recruiting a whole lot of a. Uh, social justice influencers, particularly from the black from the black space, mm-hmm. and it's even affected like how. She's tweeting, so I'll give um, an, an example. So, so she had she had this tweet, right? It's from January 20th, 2020, and she says, I plan to engage communities by showing up, listening, and learning. Mm-hmm. And part of that is making sure to uplift the voices of my team so uplift that their lived the experiences can help shape our and our movement for change. And oh. it's attached to a video, and it's like, you know, <laughs> all these black people. <laughs> That she's was got all the buzzwords in there. She's got all the, all the all lingos words. in there. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, okay, somebody from your Tumblr brain trust wrote this. This is not how you talk and write. It has, right. And all they're into is this kind of self-aggrandizement and stuff. Because let's not parse this. Let's parse this on tweet. I plan to engage communities by showing up. Like This is another thing with the social, social justice influencers and uh, that, t- that, Tumblr, that Tumblr brain trust. They talk like management consultant speak. It's very weird. Like so much of this sounds like uh, corporate presentations and team building and stuff. Like like it shows how neoliberal they are that they that they talk like consultants, right? Uh, I plan to engage communities, engage, showing up, right, by listening, learning. Like you're you're going to be president supposedly. Right. You're supposed to be leading. Why why are right. you showing up to listen? Like tell tell black people what you're gonna do. Like like. Dude, like, yeah, like, exactly. You, you said it perfectly a while back. You said back in the, I forget what episode it was, but you said when they talk, when they come to black communities, they name a list of all these things that's wrong in the community, but then they don't offer any solutions or solutions, offer tell yeah. any plan of action. People know what the, talk- the issues are in the damn community, man. I mean, it's, let's stop exactly. this shit where we act like they don't know what's going on. They know exactly what the issues are in the black community. They know exactly what's needed to be done in the black community. So at this point in time, showing up and listening, you know, <laughs> like as if you're totally clueless, and you don't know anything um, it, is, is useless yep. to me. And the reason that they uh, always talk about listening and stuff like that is because they know a lot of black people really want attention and to be heard. Yes. Like, like a lot you. of black people feel very unheard in their daily lives. So Especially they in that No, they just sit there and nod and let black people vent about their pain. Vent, yeah. That's going to be viewed as counting for something, you know? And I feel like we have to stop that. We have to like be like, okay, we need X, Y, and Z done. That's one thing where what do you like ultimately... Yvette Carnell and those people are not, they don't just ask people to listen to their pain. They, right. they don't know like how bad slavery was. They're like, no, we want this amount of money. Look at the HR 40 plan, this, that. Like, And I think a lot of other people, a lot of other black people in the activist and pundit space and the white mm-hmm. ally industrial complex, they don't mm-hmm. like that because their hustle is listen to me game. Because if you're inviting politicians and all these people to come and listen you know, they're hoping to be folks person that gets listened to and eventually gets a job. Cause that's all, that's all listening 
ends up doing for black people. Mm. The one person who's holding the speaking stick uh, gets a job when it's all said and done. And right. the rest of the community, you know, you know like when uh, D-Ray and those people uh, protest crash, the uh, protests and all those places and stuff, like yeah. uh, Ferguson and everything, nothing happens for the people in Ferguson. All that happened was the people who got to jump in front of the cameras the most and get listened to, like D-Ray right. and them were doing all these workshops every week. And the workshops was nothing about telling white people how to listen to black people. You know, they all end up getting jobs. Jobs, speaking yeah. engagements, getting paid five to ten thousand dollars per speaking engagement yep. to go speak at colleges and all that type of shit, man. Yeah, it, it was. Uh... Yeah, that's all we do. All we do is ask white people to listen to us. Uh, listen, listen, listen. Like, like, what does that even do? Like, tell me what you're going to do. You're, you're white. You, you're white. You know how power works. You know how white supremacy works. You know, like, what would you do if you're in my shoes? You tell me what to do. You know how money works. You've always had it. Tell. Right. Tell us, like, like, why are we talking to you about white supremacy? You know how white supremacy works. You yeah. know, like, you, all these white people always talk about, um, when Thanksgiving rolls around, talk about stories about having to face their racist relatives, be at the dinner table on Thanksgiving and their racist parents or whatever. So it's like, okay, you are intimate with racism. You know it. You hear what it says in closed doors. You know how money works. You're not into generational wealth works. Like, why? We're the clueless ones. Why are you showing up and listening to us? You've been fucking us over forever. You don't need us to tell you all the things you did. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, it's so, it's so stupid. Yeah, but right? I mean, we. But um, there's a group of us that it, like that, man. It's sad. No, it's, but... it's true. But they like it because they hope it translates to jobs. Because listen to the rest of this tweet. And part of that is making sure to uplift the voices of my team. Oh, what is that? Why would me as a voter care if you're uplifting the voices of your team? How does that help me? Like, that only right. helps your team because your team right. wrote this fucking tweet. Right. <laughs> your team is advertising themselves in this tweet, including the person who fucking wrote this thing. The person who wrote this tweet trying to nudge Elizabeth Warren to say, hey, remember me? So it's just like, and part of what I, Elizabeth Warren, no, that'd be like me pretending to write a tweet on behalf of like some some girl that asked me to write a tweet for her and I kind of want to get with her. So, you know, I'm writing in her voice. And mm. one of the things I'm going to do is when I think of dating opportunities, I'm going to look at that guy who's always been next to me and realize it's not always about the new and the flashy thing. Sometimes it's ruts right next to you. Sometimes even one <laughs> cubicle over. Uh, and his name is Tom Jones. <laughs> you know, it's like, they're like plugging themselves here. Like part of, right. yeah. I plan to engage. They're good for that. They're, they're, oh, they, they're so good yeah. at self-promotion. And mm-hmm. and they're going to be willing to tank her whole campaign if they have to, as long as they get the slot on their resume and can move on. Like, like you know what it's like? Um, and I know I'm going to get in trouble for this because I keep uh, bringing him up and I'm going to be still told that I'm obsessed. But the, the slave play guy, right? Uh-huh. He is a is a good influencer. Like, that's what he is. His real job is influence. All right. Uh, that's really, uh, he's like Lil Nas X and all that. He's promotes himself. That whole play was not really about getting money for his investors. It turns out the investors were busted out. They got, they didn't get anything. The play is like kind of forgettable. Like how do people really talk about the play? Really? They just talk, all anyone says when you talk about the play is, um, processing. I need some time Pro- to digest this. Yeah. I need some time to digest yeah. processing. You never hear anything like, for example, with Get Out, a lot of people were dissecting, talking about Get Out. I mean, take away the fact that a lot more people see a movie uh, than see a play. But even among the people who see the play, like how much substantive talk have you seen about that play? Like it's, the play is just uh, some emotional trauma porn that uh, mimics the sensation of a therapy breakthrough, except it's Mm -hmm. the emotions rollercoaster of a therapy breakthrough, but devoid of content and substance. It's empty. Like because you go through the emotional valleys and feelings of, of a, therapy breakthrough like i would say if i had to describe what a therapy breakthrough is it's kind of like insight and trauma happening at once mm. so it's like an insight that's so dramatic it almost has a traumatic um it's so sudden and paradigm shifting that the insight the insight actually creates like a mini trauma and and that uh you feel actually kind of traumatized we go through a breakthrough. The one thing I'll say is genius about slave. There's a lot of um. So it's like kind of like a negative epiphany, is what you're saying? Or what? No, no, no. It's not really like a negative epiphany. It's well, it's like because isn't it? Can I call it a negative epiphany? I mean, if it's done badly, I guess it can be because um, a therapist should walk you through the breakthrough at a pace you can handle. Because if mm-hmm. if the epiphany, if the breakthrough is too traumatizing. 
that you might resuppress it, you know, but um, mm-hmm. but not all traumas are necessarily bad because when you lift weights, for example, that's a trauma on your muscles. Right. But but if you do it right, like you, like if you do the weightlifting in a controlled environment and you rebuild the muscle by taking in the right food and resting right. correctly, it's a sure. trauma that, uh, but, but that's what people don't read as like weightlifting and muscle building. It's trauma and tearing your muscles apart. Like it's right. a creative destruction in order to rebuild mm-hmm. and breakthroughs if they're done correctly they're like that it's a it's a trauma but the trauma is to shake you out of your old way of being because sometimes mm-hmm. you need that you know what i mean um okay you need to break it down to uh rebuild but uh that play i was I was, re- I was thinking about my experience with the play and i was kept reading other people's um experience and no one could ever um explain what they were processing or whatever so i started asking people whenever i saw that I would search on Twitter. I'm like, okay, so after you've processed it, what was your big insight? And no one could really answer me. Anything. Or if they didn't answer mm. it, it was something really basic. Like, you know, I realized that white people need to listen more. You know, we're still living with the effects of slavery today. And I was like, did you really not know that before this play? And everyone was like, well, first some people got mad at me because I think they didn't like me pointing That's out. It's like a canned response to everything. We need to listen Yeah, everything was more. a canned response. Yeah. But I'm like, you didn't get that from the play. The play was just saying that while it was traumatizing you. And it simulated the sensation of, in, of a therapy breakthrough because you're being told some canned psychobabble while you're just being mentally raped and traumatized. And mm-hmm. because they were paired together, it had the familiar feeling of a, a, a emotional or a psychiatric breakthrough, especially because you're using a lot of psychological talk and simulating the sensation of a therapy session. But it was a trick of making you go through the motions, but it had absolutely none of the content you've there was no insight there there was there was uh nothing except for the most uh banal um white ally industrial talking points and but when it's all said and done his star is bigger than ever he's on vogue covers he's all over the place he's done the uh i think the whole goal of that was to sell him not the play so then it ended up turning out that the play tanked and it failed but He's like, uh, he has a huge fan base now and he has a screenplay. He's done a movie he's at Sundance. He announced he's going to do some kind of deal. And I think that's kind of the striver mindset. A lot of these, uh, influencers have, they don't really care about whatever product they're actually doing. They're always actually selling themselves. Right. And they're the actual product. It's never the thing, you know, if they do music, the music is forgettable. If they do TV, they do anything. It's forgettable. All you end up, all that ends up happening is, uh, they get bigger. The products themselves tend to actually lose money. They're big losers of money. And I think these people on Elizabeth Warren's campaign are going to be the same way. They're just showing up. They're using her Twitter account to constantly promote themselves. Like, like Elizabeth Warren's Twitter account is doing these tweets like, here's someone else on my team. So-and-so, you know, she's yeah. really doing a great job. And I'm like, these people are just writing their own bios using her, <laughs> using her thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you, you know, like, oh, man, it seems like this stuff just gets put on repeat all the time, man. Like, I swear, I feel like we were talking about this with Obama and Hillary and all, all these other Democratic candidates where these people leech on, after, you know, leech on to something. Then they get done with that. They hop on to the next thing and the next thing after that. It's yeah, just, that's exactly what, they, what they're doing. They're just getting a line on their resume. They're getting the bump, you know, and uh, perpetual you notice, like, actually, I'm sorry, I'll, let, I'll, I'll finish your thought. I, I think no, no, no. Go ahead, go right ahead. Okay, um, do you ever watch Sopranos? Uh, man, I, I couldn't get into that show. I mean, this is something that's been in other movies, uh, mob movies too, and whatever. And I think it's based uh-huh. on a real thing, but in mob movies, but Sopranos had a very specific one. They have a thing called a bust out. Okay, and a bust out is when the mob. You have a business or something that they like. So they do something to kind of get you to get in, get in with you, right? And um, what they do is they get it, they get in with you and they might get you, they might get somebody hired at your place or they might get you to take part of a, a gambling game, you know, and get you in debt with them. And they want to get you in a place where you can't pay back. Now you've got to like bring on this guy's cousin who's in the mob as like your office manager or, you know, whatever, or, you know, bringing somebody from the family, you know, into the business. And that person is just going to proceed to bleed the company dry and gut it. And they're not coming in to help the company. They're just coming in to just pick everything um, clean and and whatever. And they're going to be um, nice and fed and fat. And you're you're going, they're going to walk away fine because fixing your company was never their goal in coming in. It was uh, to extract 
everything, all the capital and everything they could uh, out of it, and just going to be a desiccated husk laying somewhere, and mm-hmm. they're going to they're gonna move on. And like that description is basically a parasite, and it's actually funny enough, like, you know, the mob was kind of presented as parasites and Sopranos, but think about when you're an influencer, like, you don't really care what you get famous for. Like, like some people, when you read stories about old political operatives, these are people who are in the game for, like, decades and decades, you know what I mean? Like, like with these people, it's not even like they want to be lifelong political operatives. These people, they're hoping to just be famous. And if the yeah. end goal is a show on MSNBC, you know what I mean, or a, a regular contributor to um, CNN, or if it's um, writing for a TV show, like I don't think these people really care where it takes. They just need to get their names uh, out there. So they might not even be in politics in, t- in 10 years, you know, but they just want to be uh, famous and important and yeah, part of the scene. You know, some people are just scene chasers. They just want to be a part of whatever scene is hot at the moment. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and that's kind of like what these people are, man. It's just um, for them, there's waves and, and they want to just say that they were there as a part of that specific wave, whatever it is at that particular point in time, you know. Now, theirs, theirs does have an ideological bent. It's still the same thing in principle. It's just... I don't know. And, and, and just to see that some of these people keep ending up in positions where they can influence and, and really have some. Because Elizabeth Warren, I'm going to tell you, man, if she thinks that some of these people are going to lead her to the promised land of, of, of identifying and getting the black attention and getting the black vote, she's going to be in for a rude awakening because the people that she has representing her are not people that black folks on a normal scale are dealing with. I'm going to tell you that now. Yeah, black people do not with them but but no. i mean i saw i saw this event that that um jimmy lemieux went to at a hbcu for mm-hmm. on behalf of elizabeth warren in texas and there was like 20 people in the room it's like yeah. at hbcu <laughs> like right black people don't like these people only the only black people they know really are each other mm-hmm. that's that's it and that's it. they're already in your campaign <laughs> like, right. like all the black people <laughs> that they know are already in your campaign right. and then they're gonna make sure they fit if any any normal hard day every you know everyday working class black folks having to slip into the campaign they're gonna make sure to screen them out exactly you know what I'm saying? screen them out or make them want to quit you know what i mean exactly exactly they they saw yeah, they yeah. they <laughs> they something yeah, else yeah. man yeah, the black people that you need them to reach out to, uh, normally when they're not in your campaign, they're calling the cops when they see them. <laughs> they, they're, right. usually the ones, they're usually the ones who want to cross the street or, right. you know, I think the neighborhood's going down the tubes when they see these people. Like, you know, what I'm sadly, saying? So, sadly, though, I think they have something in common with it because I don't think Elizabeth Warren really wants to be around those kind of people. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of the reason why she she's able to be grifted by these people because she yeah. doesn't even have any real experience with black people herself. So right. how was she able to tell? Like, 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 put sure you don't know anything about a certain type of topic or whatever. And somebody comes telling you, hey, you know, I'm financial derivatives expert, you know, mm-hmm. and you and I don't have the qualifications to judge that. They could be telling me anything. They could be telling me, hey, this right. is a this, this is a cosine coefficient of uh, uh, reverse currency. And, you know, when I put this into the algorithm, it'll get better. I'll be like, I, I guess that's sounds good i don't know like that's how that's how uh elizabeth warren is with these people it's like hey elizabeth warren i'll tell you what you gotta do first of all you have to build your team and listen and also reach out but make sure not to do too much outreach because you must be an ally and then least goes oh is that is that what the niggers are doing now okay right. i guess you know right right, right. is that what they want to hear <laughs> most people don't want to hear that they, they want to hear anything about food on the table they want they want to know what kind of educational opportunities the kids are going to get you know mm. and yeah. Let me t- let me let me ask you this. I don't know if you know for sure or not. I heard that Elizabeth Warren, and I don't know what she just kind of came out of nowhere. But I heard that she was like a lifelong conservative or Republican or something like that, and then she kind of grifted over and ended up in this land um, where she is now. Is that is there any truth to that? Yeah, she was a conservative until pretty late in life. I'm not sure what her uh, Paul on the Road to Damascus moment was. To be honest, I don't really know all that. I don't really know all that about her. But I mean, that's a, that's a good question, and we should actually make a note to um, look that up. Um, I, I I sent you I sent you um, a tweet. I like when this uh, this guy Frederick Joseph, the Black Panther challenge guy. Uh, he's been kind of 
hired the Warren campaign. I guess his role is like surrogate, but he's basically um, one of the social justice influencers that's been uh, hired. I think for Manisa Jones, uh, I think Alicia Garza from Black Lives Matter also came out. Like she's she's collecting mm. all of them like Infinity Stones. Oh, she's getting all of. <laughs> she's getting, she's getting all of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like, but it's like um, she's she getting the social justice um, Infinity Gauntlet, right? Like 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 Thanos, and mm. she's just filling it with Infinity Stones. Except when she snaps, she's gonna blow up instead of everyone else. It's it's like a a, a reverse. Uh, Dano snap when she finally gets them all. Yeah. But uh, Frederick Joseph wrote, just left the barbershop and everyone was talking about... The... What's that? No, I was going to say she's going to find out that she has the burnt out Infinity Stone. She's going to try to snap her <laughs> fingers and that shit ain't going to work. <laughs> they going to be burnt the hell out. Yeah, she, she's going to blow herself up. It's going to be like, <laughs> like <that fire. laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, but go ahead. She yeah, was the guy, guy at the barbershop. Yeah, yeah, the guy Frederick Joseph. He's a, uh, the Black Panther Challenge guy. He said, just left the barbershop and everyone was talking about Elizabeth Warren. And then he puts in quotation oh, marks. God. Yo, your girl, bro. That's the heat we need for Trump. <laughs> when you are getting talked about in the barbershop, you know it's real. And I'm like, what? I'm supposed to put like, uh, you know, like, I don't know what that slang was. Yo, your girl, bro. That's that heat we need for Trump. Like, no one in the barbershop is saying that shit. But then everyone was calling him a liar. Like, what the fuck barbershop are you going to? They're talking about Elizabeth Warren and saying, that's right. your girl. Like, one thing they like to do is try to assign blackness to these people. Like, hey, we're going to help you look authentic. And mm-hmm. you know, that's the whole invite you to the cookout bullshit. They want to, like, right. make everybody uh, black. But check out this picture from the actual barbershop where everyone called him a liar. Right, let me see so he this. shows a picture and there's two people in the barbershop. <laughs> like, like no, no one else. <laughs> he got to the and barbershop this... when it first opened. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no recording so no one knows. He just shows himself in, in a talking pose. And he's gesturing. So he has He's just gesturing, and there's two people looking at him. The guy's not even looking at him. He's, he's, yeah. For all you know, they could have been like, uh, what the fuck's this nigga saying? Like, what's he what's right. talking about? Who, who is this nigga? He could have been talking about sports. Like, he could have been there and talking about, yo, he just won the championship this year. And he started right. talking, and then later he's like, yo, man, they were talking about uh, Elizabeth Warren. They were like, yo, holla, you know? <laughs> I'm looking at these pictures. These pictures are hilarious. The pictures are hilarious. They look so staged. <laughs> you see his face and the one where he's sitting on the couch where he's he's looking like... I don't know what expression he's going for. Man, what and you got to say hat- about that? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. This is hilarious. Yeah. And, and why is his hat on like that? Like, like uh... <laughs> Half on, half on. <laughs> yeah, he's just... I don't know what he's going for. He's got a bum uh, beanie on. That's the, that's the bum beanie look. <laughs> When it's half on, half off like that. Yeah, this is so um, contrived. Everybody was, everybody was, cl- was clowning, was clowning them on that. Like, and I'm like, that's what I'm saying. These people are gonna tank her, her whole, whole thing. This is gonna turn it into like some, some intersectional celebrational thing. And then she's, but, but I don't know. She's all in. She's all in for the um, Tumblr crowd. Like she's decided that's who she's going to uh, pander to. And you know, I hope it. I hope it works for her. And, and this I is it, I don't And who is this Frederick Joseph guy? Is this this is the Black Panther Challenge guy? Yeah, he did the Black Panther Challenge. Then he did the Captain Marvel Challenge, which is getting raising money for girls to see Captain Marvel. Oh god. It, he he, he a, something like He's got a damn check that he's verified too. Jeez, man. Yeah, women <sighs> girls have women to actually look up to. Like they don't need Captain Marvel, like you know. Right. Like like what are these white women who are like, "Oh my god, we have no white women to ever done anything you know it's like yeah they don't really need captain marvel they have prime ministers and inventors and all this stuff like they got a lot but, of people to look up to they don't need brie larson captain um, marvel yeah yeah like like, like they, they don't need that but they created this they created this site and i'm convinced it's their own idea there's um there's a twitter account called team warren is one mm. word team warren Okay. And if you go to this Twitter account, I send you a sample uh, tweet from it. It's just them tweeting people who are on the team and their hashtags. And I'm like, who follows? Who follows somebody? And who's into a candidate? And it's like, you know what? I need to find out who's on their team and every last person on their team so I can follow them. That's all this account is. Like, check out this person on the team. She's really killing it. And they all look like variations of the same type of person. And I just think they're just power you know, players. Building- <laughs> <laughs> 
power players. Get the- you see what I sent you, right? <laughs> yeah. One of their typical tweets. Yeah, but I'm telling you, anyone who's listening to this, go to uh, Team Warren and just just look at this page. And it's just all these people just uh, name dropping themselves and all this stuff. You yeah, can tell they're just it, trying yeah. to get. That's it, yeah. There's a lot of clout. There's a lot of clout building happening. Through. I mean, I think it's natural. Like part of campaigns is, you know, you want to build a name for yourself, but don't be this transparent and all encompassing with it. Where it's like, that's like all you're doing, basically, yeah. you know? I don't know why these people think that if they split the black vote down between the men and the women, they're going to win elections. You will not win an election with just black women, man. I don't know who's advising these people. I don't know if they think. I know. Do they think that the black women are going to demand that all the men come and maybe they really maybe that's what they're thinking. Maybe they think that. Well, well, I think the problem is the black women that they hang around with, you know, are like the B-mats, the black men are trash types. So I think these people start really thinking because one thing B-mats like they like telling white people that all black women hate black black men as much as they do. And they'll tell you Mm -hmm. all day about black men are patriarchs and they're just monsters of the black community, just uh, getting their rapes in before 4 p.m., getting, you know, terrorizing everybody, terrorizing the kids, all this stuff. You said we're running around the black communities like Mad Max, (laughs) like Fury Road, (laughs) remember? It's like like beyond the Thunderdome. It's like... (laughs) It's Fury Road in the black community. It's just truckloads (laughs) of black men hanging from fucking... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like you know the like, you like, know the little exactly, like, like Fury Road. They have the woman, they have the women prisoner in in, in yeah. caves and stuff. And the women you know the little escape. things that the guys were were swinging on, and they would swing down and grab a woman out of the car <laughs> and take. Her. <laughs> yeah, and it's also on hydraulics too. So it's the right? same thing that with this thing swinging, but it, it's also like uh, hitting switches. It's hitting switches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, oh, oh, they got the oh, biggest. Uh, they got the biggest Infinity Stone. Uh, apparently, Kimberly Crenshaw came out and and said, uh, "Come through, E. Warren. Come through." You know, Kimberly and so, Crenshaw, so they got the creator of intersectionality in their uh, oh, man. Okay, corner. So, yeah, uh, Alicia Garza announced. You know, uh, all in for E. Warren. Like she's just getting nothing but black women, and and then. Um, it's all the then, right names to let me know to stay far away from uh, her. Elizabeth Warren. That's going to be the ironic thing. Not only do these people not know or have any real connection to uh, the black community, a lot of black people actively don't like these people. Right. <laughs> as soon as they hear those names, it's like, oh, hell no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, when you, when you look at all these endorsements and all this stuff, it's going to have like a reverse effect. It's going to, a lot of uh, black people are going to look at her funny style. Like, you're, you're wrong. Like, Jamila Lemieux alone, a lot of black people don't like Jamila Lemieux. I'm, I'm waiting. Amanda Seals is probably going to put Amanda Seals next. Like, you know, while, she, while she's at it, she'll mention uh, oh, yeah. Amanda Seals will pop up. She's on the damn reel now. She's another one that keeps managing to to find a gig somewhere. I just, I don't get it, man. I, I, I oh, really oh, she, don't. Oh, she's get a it. big time influencer too. I mean, I've heard of people who work with her to say like, I'm gonna say something about influencers though, man. They're not really ever. They're rarely good at their actual main craft. Right, like some people bring up other people. Like somebody was saying to me, "There's always been influencers." It's uh, Michael Jackson was an influencer. The Beatles were influencers. Oh, like, no, get the hell out of here! They had a core craft that they right. owned, and then their fame rose from the craft. And then after that, it became about their personality and their fame. But they had whereas these influencers, they become famous before they get a craft. Like you know, like you yeah. know them before they even do a single song, before they do anything. You know. The age of um, Paris Hilton, man. She started all this shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the modern era, you know it's bad when you see when you see somebody and you don't even know what they do, but you've heard about them like crazy. It takes you a while to even find out. Yeah, that's what it, what it was for me with Amanda Seal. I I did, I had no idea who she was. I kept hearing about all the man. Did you hear about what Amanda Shield? You know, she said that that dude was running around um, sexually harassing women. You know, that's the first time that I heard. I was like, who is this chick? You know. And then I went and I looked up some information. I said, okay, I hear she's supposed to be a comedian or something like that. I didn't. I don't know. You know. And then somehow she ended up on um, the show with Issa Rae. Right? Is she on um, that? She, she was. On- she- 
She she was around she was around before that. Uh she used to be Amanda Diva. She 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 was rapping. Her rap is really bad. It's really bad. Uh, oh, I mean man. I'm not I'm not just saying that because I don't uh I'm not crazy Why does about that her. Name sound familiar? That name does sound familiar now that you oh, said Amanda dude, Diva. Dude. That sounds very um, familiar. I'm gonna play you some from her rap. Um oh, no. but this is how long she's been at it. She's has done every hustle under the sun. So she was Amanda Diva and dude, I bet you didn't know this. She was part of Flowetry. I'm not, no, 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 I'm not giving her. You're not talking about the the music group Flowetry. Yes. No, she wasn't. She, no. She finagled her way into Flowetry. She's done, like, like the, that's her talent. She can get in anywhere. And when she gets in, exactly again, she does a bust out. Like, Flowetry's done. <laughs> like, like, she, like, wait, like the, wait, the deal is wait. next. Uh, you, no. How does and, she get into? You're talking about flowetry came, with with uh, 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 dude. Google it. Google it right. Google it right now. I can't. She, I can't. she killed it short after, but Google it. Amanda. Like, she's doing stand up comedy now. Like she acts. She was a child star actually. She's just someone who's always been famous. Like, each time I think I found her origin point, it turns out she actually was doing stuff even earlier. I mean, as soon as I found she, 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 she was a known fetus. You're gonna find out she was a known fetus. That, that even as a fetus, she was doing something. Yeah. Right. She will. You're gonna be seeing always... old pictures from the from the 18th century, the old black and white photos. <laughs> <laughs> like, like how how old is this lady? Yeah. <laughs> Someone sees like a, a, a you know those vampire movies when they see an old picture in the yeah. album and it looks, it looks like the same guy they know now. It's like right. wait a minute, that looks just like the guy from down the street. Exactly. But this picture's oh. from the 1800s. Right. Oh no! It's that he's and he confront him, and he's like, "Oh, that's my, uh, that's my great great grandfather, or something like that." We look a lot alike. <laughs> Dude, she would, she would have been a, she would have been an influential slave. She would have been like a slave that right. you know was known on all the plantations. And like, I never see her even pick cotton. What did she do? Like, right? <laughs> why is she always around? Is she an what abolitionist? No, but she was. Hanging out with Frederick Douglass doing something. You're right. She was a touring member of, of Flowetry. And everything she joins, she eventually has to give a speech on The Breakfast Club about why it fell out. And it's never her fault. But after a while, when the only consistent thing is you, so, something is up, you know? She just has that mischievous ass. Look at her, man. I'm looking at her pictures. She just looks like she just <laughs> she just looks like she has that energy. It's just certain people, oh, yeah. man, that just... You know, and, like, and what's, and what's dangerous is she's light skinned with curly hair, and there's a certain type of person that will just give that a lot of leeway. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's 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 some people if you're like light skinned with curly hair, they'll just assume you got something to say, or 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 that you know they'll they'll believe you look better than you do. They'll do whatever. Yes. And yes. I got a feeling a lot of that happens because because there's a lot of guys. If a, if a girl's got wavy hair and she's light skinned, they'll stop and. Listen to what she's got to say. So I think nah, I see. when she first came out as Amanda Diva, a lot of people thought she was like, you know, cute and lights, wavy mm. hair. And because of that, her rap career went like way further than it should have. It didn't really go anywhere, but it still went more than it should have. Like, I got a friend that was like, oh man, you got to listen to this Amanda Diva. She's a real sweetheart. And she's, because right. she's always tried this kind of sweetheart type of thing. And she was kind of like hide her, how like nasty her energy was at the time. And then I finally listened to her rap, and I'm like, "Yo, dude, you just think she's cute, man? This is this is not good." I, hold on, I'll play. I'll play the song. This is the song he plays for me. We get down, we get down, yeah, yeah, we do, yeah, 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 we do. So cool, yeah, yeah, we are, yeah, yeah, we are. We get fly, we get fly. This is from nine years ago. Like a million bucks in my five dollar jades, forty dollar chucks. See, it don't take much, cause when you got it, you got it. And yes, I got it. Oh, yes, I got a lot of personality. I call it character, individuality, and all that. Follow what you're saying in my vernacular. Demeanor is not a believer, but they call me not I'm gonna have to play some Takashi 6ix9ine in order to get that out of my head. What the hell? What was that? Oh my god. I got a lot of personality. Yes, yes, I got it. Yes, like what is that? That's like not even nineteen eighties rap. That's like no, really bad. The fucking intro yeah. to Living Single was better than that. Oh, hold on, this one's even worse. Hold on, this was called Neon. I'm gonna diva in the house and we rock, rock. Uh huh. Yeah, said we rock, rock. Rock, 
rock, rock, rock, rock, rock, Sometimes I like to rock me on. Do your thing. Do your, do your, do your thing. Yeah. Do your, do your, do your. Sometimes I like to rock me on. Do your thing. Do your, do your, do your thing. Do your, do your. Now you can catch me out in Cali or Orlando. Or you can catch me up in Harlem looking out them windows and saying. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I was trying to see how much you could take it. I'm trying you to be patient try. here, man. <laughs> I was doing that on purpose. I was going to let the whole fucking thing play until you said stop. I know that's what you were doing. <laughs> I was like, let's see how long we actually acted. Let's see how long he's gonna... I'm like, okay, I know he's got to be getting tired of this shit, too. And then I'm sitting here picturing it in my head. I'm like, this motherfucker. <laughs> he's probably got a mischievous look on his face right now but, but, but you know it was starting to backfire because I'm like I, I think I'm gonna uh, like a game of chicken I was gonna give up before she yes. <laughs> I was like even for the oh, joke I can't alright y'all so that is the end of part one go to again patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks or click the link in the show notes to get part two be good